everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. So let's give out our big thank yous to our newest premium members. And first up, we have Owen Gentry from Kingsport, Tennessee, who has become a premium member. He listens to the podcast every night before bed. We also have Slade, Ember, Capri, and Poppy. And lastly, Amber and her little sister Sarah from Tennessee. Hey, everyone! And now it's time for today's story request. Hi, Lucy. We are obsessed with short stories for kids, and Lucas was gifted a premium membership from his papa and grandma on his birthday today. Thank you for creating such a perfect podcast. Lucas would love to hear a story about a living tree fighting a skeleton, and he would like to be in the story as well. We are from Forney, Texas. What would you like to do today? Grandma asked Lucas when they collected him. Hmm, replied Lucas thoughtfully. How about a park? I'd really like to go to a park. Well, it's a warm day, Lucas, warned Papa. Might be best to go to one with plenty of shade. Okay, shrugged Lucas. He didn't really mind where they went. He was just looking forward to being outside. They headed off to Forney Community Park, where Papa and Grandma thought that Lucas might enjoy the splash pad. Getting wet was always fun when it was hot. But when they arrived, Lucas was more interested in the wood at the end of the parking lot. This way, Papa. Come on, Grandma said Lucas, grabbing them each by the hand. It was a really hot day. So it was pleasant to get amongst the tree shadows. There was a park trail running through the wood, and Lucas insisted they explore it. But soon, even under the trees, Papa and Grandma were feeling too hot. Lucas, let's sit on the bench for a while, suggested Grandma, as she took a seat next to Papa. But Lucas was still full of curiosity and wanted to explore. You rest, he said. I want to keep on looking. Well, don't go too far, insisted Papa. Stay close. I will, replied Lucas, and he carried along the trail. He'd not gone far, just around a bend in the path, really, but already out of sight of the bench when he came across a strange sight. There was a tree on the edge of the trail with what looked like a belt fastened around its middle, and hanging from the belt was a sword. Lucas tried to remember if he'd ever read any books or seen any shows about trees wearing sword belts. He was pretty sure he hadn't. Intrigued, he stepped forward for a closer look and gave the sword handle a poke with his finger. Hey, careful with that, said a voice from up in the tree. It's sharp. Lucas jumped backwards in surprise, but when he looked up, he saw it wasn't a person up a tree that was talking. It was the tree. You spoke, said Lucas, full of amazement. Shh, 
hushed the tree, raising an arm-like branch and holding a stick finger to its lips. I'm after a bad guy. A bad guy? repeated Lucas. What? Here in the woods? I'm afraid so, said the tree, glancing left and right. But don't fear, little human. I'll get him. Is he dangerous? Lucas asked, looking worried. The worst, said the tree, his large eyes opening wide. A villain of the first order, a rotter, a cheat, a right royal stinker. Lucas certainly got the impression this bad guy was a very bad guy indeed. But my papa and grandma are just around the corner. Are they safe? The tree stiffened to attention and swiftly drew its sword. Safe? Of course, or my name isn't Carlos T. Carrotwood. Ha! And with that, he gave a few jabs and swishes with his blade. Um, Mr. Carrotwood, asked Lucas, what does this bad guy look like? The tree stopped his slashing and jabbing and lowered the sword. Well, he's awfully like you. Uh, what was your name again? Lucas, answered Lucas. Yes, of course, Lucas nodded Carlos T. Carrotwood. As I was saying, he's awfully like you, but with your wood shaved off. My wood shaved off? repeated Lucas, sounding confused. But I don't have any wood. Oh, you know, said Carlos, that thing you humans have under your bark. Our bark? Do you mean our skin? wondered Lucas. Yes, that's the stuff, nodded Carlos, pleased with himself. "'Shh,' he said suddenly. "'Did you hear that? "'The scoundrel is down by the creek. "'Come on!' Much to Lucas's surprise, the tree then dashed beneath the branches of the bigger trees around it on legs formed from twisted roots. Lucas followed, unable to resist seeing what happened next. They crept through the undergrowth, but Lucas felt they weren't very quiet about it. Carlos T. Carrotwood's leaves and branches kept getting caught up in the larger trees that they passed, meaning he was constantly uttering things like fiddlesticks and bother as he shook his head to untangle the mess. But whoever was down by the creek was making even more noises. They were banging and thumping and crashing about as they built some big, ugly machine out of scrap metal and junk on the bank of the creek. There it is! whispered Carlos T. Carrotwood, and see, he's up to no good again. For the second time in a few minutes, Lucas found himself staring in amazement, because this bad guy was a skeleton, and what's more, he was singing to himself. Who's the greatest evil guy, Barnabas Bones, Barnabas Bones? Who'll steal your socks and never tell you why? Barnabas Bones, Barnabas Bones, who'll steal your breakfast and gobble your lunch? Barnabas Bones, Barnabas Bones, who's the baddest of the bunch? Barnabas Bones, Barnabas Bones. Ha, huh, what a crook, said Carlos T. Carrotwood through gritted teeth. But I've got to get him this time. With a triumphant cry, Carlos leapt into plain sight and pointed his sword accusingly at the offending skeleton. Carrot wood, yelped Barnabas Bones. You found me, but you're too late, 
With an evil chuckle, the skeleton hauled himself up onto the machine and dropped into a compact little cockpit. The pile of junk roared into life, pumping out thick black smoke as it raised itself up onto its six spindly legs. Pah! snorted Carlos T. Carrotwood. Your machines are no match for me! Oh, yeah, shouted Barnabas Bones over the noise from the engine before activating two long metallic arms. One had a chainsaw on the end and the other a circular saw, and they buzzed menacingly. Perfect for cutting up wood, screeched the skeleton. Lucas noticed that Carlos T. Carrotwood didn't seem all that bothered by the life-threatening devices that were being waved ever closer to him. Instead, he just raised his sword and readied himself for battle. Best you stand back a little bit, Lucas, said the tree wisely. Lucas agreed and backed away to hide behind a pile of scrap metal higher on the creek's bank. With a swipe, the chainsaw slashed in towards Carlos, but he effortlessly deflected it with a swipe of his blade. The circular saw then buzzed forward and was likewise met with a clang against the sword. Lucas was impressed by the skills of the tree, but he couldn't help but notice that the skeleton in his machine was both bigger and stronger. Slowly but surely, Carlos T. Carrotwood was being forced backwards. A sudden buzz and scatter of wood chip and sawdust looped off a high branch on Carlos's head. Ha! Got you, you interfering nincompoop! shouted Barnabas Bones. I'll soon have you trimmed and cut down for firewood. Lucas didn't like the look of this one bit. Carlos was clearly putting up a skilled and very brave fight, but the skeleton's machine gave the bad guy the advantage. I need to help, thought Lucas, looking around the makeshift workshop. As the buzzing and clanking continued, Lucas spotted something right in front of him that might help. Scaffolding poles. The pile of scrap he was hiding behind were scaffolding poles, and by the looks of things, that's what Barnabas Bones had used to construct his machine's crab-like legs. The poles had just been dumped down on the ground, and it was just good luck that they not already slid down the bank already. So Lucas gave them a hefty kick from behind. With a clatter, the poles began to roll down the slope towards Barnabas's machine. There was no time to shout a warning to Carlos, but fortunately, he was just outside of the pole's clunking path. Too late, the skeleton saw them coming and attempted to scuttle out of the way. But the scaffolding poles crashed into the machine's legs before he could move. Slipping and tripping, the machine staggered backwards and toppled into the creek. Muddy water flooded the engine, which instantly choked and died with a noisy shudder. Oh-ho! yelled Carlos T. Carrotwood. I have you now, you bounder! Barnabas Bones, no longer looking so sure of himself, scrambled down the back of the machine to land soggily in the water. Before he could make a run for it, though, Carlos lunged forward with his sword, driving the blade between the bones of his ribcage. With a mighty upwards heft of the blade, he plucked the skeleton up, holding him like a kebab. 
Put me down! Let me go! yelled Barnabas from his skewered position. This is so embarrassing! Well, you should have thought about that before you got up to no good! chided Carlos. Now, you're coming with me. I'm taking you into face justice. Barnabas let out a big sigh and stopped wriggling. Oh, fair enough, he said. I was getting a bit bored with it anyway. The sword-wielding tree turned to Lucas with a big smile upon his face. Well, Lucas, what can I say but thank you. Your actions have saved the day. Lucas grinned back proudly. I'm going to officially make you my deputy, said the tree. I could do with more help like that. Really? said a delighted Lucas. Oh, yes, said Carlos T. Carrotwood. Somebody's been stealing all the fudge sauce. And I have a suspicion that it's a very naughty saber-toothed tiger. I'm going to need some help gathering the evidence. Oh, I'd love to, said Lucas. But first, I'd better get back before Papa and Grandma miss me. Oh, it's been so nice to meet you, Mr. Carrotwood. Call me Carlos, said the tree. Back at the bench, Papa and Grandma had both stood up and were looking around. There he is, smiled Papa as Lucas jogged up to them. Did you get up to much? Oh, nothing unusual, said Lucas, deciding to keep his adventure quiet. Is it okay if we do something different now? Sure, said Grandma. What did you have in mind? Something cooler? Or would you like a milkshake or ice cream? Mmm, ice cream, nodded Lucas. In fact, anywhere they use fudge sauce would be good. After all, if he was going to help Carlos T. Carrotwood gather evidence, he may as well start now. The... And...